The best thing to do after a bad breakup is go somewhere and clear your head. It could be anywhere, from down the street to a friend's house to a vacation on the other side of the world. I choose the latter. To call this a bad breakup, however, would be the understatement of a lifetime. And although being cheated on made it easier for me to move on, in a lot of ways, it still hurt like a bitch to come home and find my boyfriend with another woman. Two days later, and here I am, boarding a flight to Honolulu, Hawaii, with nothing more than a weekender bag and the clothes on my back. I've got no plans, and I like it that way. Although the one thing that would be really fantastic would be a wild fling with one of the locals. I'd even take a fellow vacationer at the resort that I've booked, although that hookup doesn't quite have the sense of adventure I'm truly yearning for. I shuffle slowly down the aisle of my plane, glancing past the column of boarding passengers as I try to spot exactly where my seat is. 34A, I repeat to myself over and over again, my boarding pass already stuffed back into my bag. I continue back farther and farther into the cabin until the crowd finally dissipates and row 34 comes into view. Carefully, I stow my bag away in the overhead compartment and then nod at the man sitting between my empty chair and me. Hey, I'm right in there, I tell him pointing. The man looks up at me and I immediately freeze, taken aback by his strange appearance. He's middle-aged and appears to be a native islander, wrinkles beginning to faintly work their way across his light brown skin. He also appears to be very wealthy, at least based on the suit he's wearing and the massive gold watch that sits latched to his wrist. The most noticeable thing about his appearance, however, is the glass eye that's been fitted perfectly into his eye socket, displaying the blue and green topography of the Earth's globe. No problem, the man says with a friendly smile. He stands up to let me through, and I try to look away from his strange glass eye, but it's just too captivating not to draw my attention. Using all of my willpower, I force myself to look away and then slide in past him, settling into my seat and immediately pulling out the in-flight magazine to distract myself. It's okay, the man says, sitting back down. He speaks in a strange accent that is only vaguely familiar to me. It's hard not to notice. Well, I confess... The globe is a little flashy. The man laughs. It's supposed to be. I'm Pono, he says, extending his hand. I'm Riley, I tell him, shaking his hand with a smile. I suppose you're probably wondering how I lost my eye, Pono offers. Oh no, it's fine, I say, shaking my head and returning my gaze back to the magazine in front of me. You're holding that upside down, Pono informs me. He's right. I'd been so busy trying not to focus on the eye that I hadn't even realized my mistake. I'm sorry, I laugh. Okay, tell me about your globe. He leans back into his seat, looking forward. I was born very, very poor, Pono tells me. My family were farmers, so there wasn't a lot of extra money to go around. I nod. Now some people can make do with what they've got, but I've always had big dreams, Pono continues. What kind of big dreams, I ask him. The man smiles wide. This right here. I never thought I'd be able to buy a plane ticket and see the rest of the world. See, without any money, I was stuck out on the island, and I just had to get out there and travel. It was going to kill me if I didn't.